Thousands of young people took to the streets over the weekend to protest against their monarchy in Bangkok, Thailand. These protests that began in January are gaining momentum, and they're demanding constitutional amendments, dissolution of the parliament, and for the government to stop harassing dissidents and the LGBTQ community. So to find out more about these protests uh, and uh, whether there is something more there than rather royal reform. We're pleased to be joined by the professor of Southeast Asian Studies and director of graduate studies in the Department of Asian Languages and Culture at the University of Wisconsin-Madison, Professor Tyrell Habercorn. Hello. Hello. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us, Professor. Uh, For those of us who are not in the know, could you just please explain the background to these uh, ongoing protests right now? Uh, What exactly are they protesting against the Thai monarchy? Sure. So the background of these protests is that they're actually coming after almost six years, actually over six years of first formal military rule following a coup in May of 2014, which was the country's 13th since the end of absolute monarchy in June 1932. The military regime formally ended in July of 2019 after elections were held in March. But in practice, largely because the military uh, didn't play free or fair, the the form of military rule has very much remained in Thailand. And so that's the that's the, the, the broad background of the protest, which was a strong constriction of political freedom, violations of human rights, and severe restrictions on political expression during the past six years. Um, they, the, the lack of a transition um, following the formal end of military rule, in a sense, seemed by the middle of 2019 to have awakened, Mm. um, I think, latent questioning among youth. And as you noted, the protests really began in earnest in January, but that followed about six months of increasing questioning of of the monarchy, as you know, but that came actually later. First, there was questioning of the military, the form of government, the lack of democracy, despite the government's promises. And that sort of fomented um, primarily on Twitter, for most of 2019, and then took to the streets uh, beginning in January. I think most of us who have a passing knowledge of uh, Thailand's history and culture and society know that uh, the monarchy is, is is very much revered, and uh, it is uh, criminal to even uh, say anything that could be considered blasphemous uh, against the monarchy. But as far as this um, relationship with the military, could you explain the complicated dynamics between the Thai monarchy and the military? Of course, because in a sense, that's one of the key, that's one of the yeah. key points that the, I think at the center of the current protest. So, you know, as you know, the, the monarchy has been has been revered for many years. And there was officially a transformation from absolute to constitutional monarchy in 32. But but the place of the monarchy has has remained extremely significant despite that transformation. And one of the clearest examples of this is how close the monarchy and the military are. In a sense, they are um they are mutually, mutually, they mutually rely on one another. Um, mm. Until about the last 10 years, the motto of the army, which was painted on you know, the walls of every base around the country, was for, um, for king, country, and religion. About 10 years ago, a fourth category, and people, was added <laughs> to mm. that motto. So that gives you a sense of, of how close they are um, in, a, in, in terms of public imagination. However, they are 
also tightly linked in other sort of very significant political ways. Um, perhaps the most important, and this is one of the points that the student protesters have brought up, is that the acceptance of the monarchy is necessary for any military coup in Thailand to be successful. So since 32, there have been 12 successful, meaning power was seized coups, as well as at least seven attempted coups. The way in which those 12 coups become became successful is that after the army took over parliament, government house, the media, etc., the king um, signed a proclamation establishing the junta as as the as the new government. Um, so, so that's another very close link. Another important link, particularly under the current king. So, this is the current king is Wajira, King Wajiralongkorn Rama the Tenth, and he became king following his father's death in October of 2016. And he um, has been very very active in establishing and nurturing special units of soldiers who are close and loyal to him, mm. um, as well as being in personally involved in some troop, uh, troop movements and transfers of locations of bases. Beyond that, it is, it is very difficult to know if there are even more connections, but those are some right. of the very visible political ones. Uh, that we see. Well, we thank you for that uh, kind of broad overview of that relationship. Uh, apparently, some of the student leaders are claiming that uh, they have royalist backing, uh, I, I think implying that there are reformist elements uh, even within uh, the the uh, royal family. Uh, what do we make of that situation, or is this uh, just more speculative? I think it's it's tough to know how much truth how much truth is in that. Um, that said, something really important to note is that the category royalist in Thailand is extremely broad. Mm. This is not even just, it's not even just the royal family, um, but many, many, you know, there are many, I mean, the entire country in a sense is divided into people who would identify as royalists and those who would more identify as Democrats. But in that sense, there are significant royalists you know, throughout business, throughout education everywhere, and they are very, very ideologically diverse. You know, they're just because they're all royalists, it doesn't mean they all agree um, with the current, you know, the current way in which the monarch exercises power or the current way in which the institution of the monarchy is in society. So in that sense, I don't find it surprising that students would say that they have royalist backing because because it's so heterogeneous and not, not uniform within its, as a group within itself. What do you make of the argument that even if these current protests um, actually result in some level of reform or at least uh, kind of uh, results in something that uh, could be satisfactory to the protesters, it would merely just mean a return to the way things were back in the old days um, when we had, let's say, the reign of the uh, late King Bumibol? I think it's a it's an interesting observation. I think it's incorrect. Okay. Um, I would say that after August tenth, which is the protest in which the students um, at Thammasat University released their ten point uh, set of demands, which outline uh, calls for significant reform of the institution of the monarchy, Thai politics and the Thai polity are are forever changed. And the reason is that their you know their ten point uh, declaration, which, as I noted, included a call for an end to royal support for coups, as well as a range of other reforms, including um, 
cessation of the use of Article 112, the really repressive Liz Majesty law that you mentioned. Uh, it also included clarity around the separation between the monarch's personal assets and the crown property's public assets. All of the things that they that they said in public had not been said in public before. Mm. Um, even though the country is a constitutional monarchy, to raise these kinds of questions, as you know, it has been has been forbidden, and right. so they fundamentally shifted what can be spoken. So in that sense, I think there is no going back. Um, mm. And also, I think that the authorities were quite hopeful that this this shift to talking about the monarchy by the student activists would be seen as too radical by by sort of the broader people. But looking at what has happened in subsequent protests in terms of numbers of people in the streets, as well as, importantly, on Twitter, it has not had that effect. In fact, it seems to have right. created even more interest. Um, so, so I think there's no going back. Well, the, the, the protesters are saying that uh, they want a nationwide strike on the 14th, uh, symbolically chosen. That was the day that the, uh, the Thai people overthrew a military dictatorship in uh, 1973. In your view, where do you see this heading and do you feel there will indeed be that uh, substance and change yet you're saying there's no going back? I hope very much there will be there will be significant change. What happens next, I think, depends very much on how on how both the government and the institution of the monarchy choose choose to respond. In a sense, the ball is in their court. You know, will for example, will uh, the government choose to dissolve parliament, hold new elections, and draft um, a new constitution? Will the institution of the monarchy? indicate that they are willing to consider some of the demands of the students. I think unless these things happen, the protests are not going to stop. But but I think, uh, you know, I would also note that, and I'm not alone in, in, in having this concern, of course, in addition to a history of powerful student and people's movements in Thailand and a history of coups, there's also a history of brutal state violence against protesters. And so, um, you know, that, that, is also, that is also a possibility. Um, in fact, I think actually today in, in South Korea, it's already October 6th, which on October 6th, 1976, there was a brutal crackdown on the same students who three years before had called for democracy right. um, on October 14th and a return to military dictatorship. So, so the state, the Thai state is, is absolutely capable okay. of, of fierce repression. Well, we thank you definitely for tying that in with uh, our modern South Korean history as well. Professor Habercorn, thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate your insights. My pleasure. Thank you so much. Well, uh, we are moving on to the second hour of the program. A lot more in store for you. Before that, here's another check of traffic and weather.